Hello guys, uh, welcome to Gurukul Academy again. This is the Gap, uh, Gap 3, Gurukul Academy podcast. And we have wonderful guests with us again, or my co-hosts, Preston and Farrell. How are you doing, guys? Doing great. Happy to be alive. Another fine day in the neighborhood. How about you, Preston? It's always a great day on a Friday. It's always a great day, period, but a Friday is a plus. As Farrell always say, we fall only to rise. Yes. An amazing quote. And thank you, Farrell, for being here. And thank you, Preston, for being here. Of course. And today, uh, we wanted to talk about a very, very common thing uh, in the world, anxiety. So what do you say, Preston? Well, uh, in my daily conversations and definitely with uh, my client base, we talk a lot about how to manage, deal with, and even get rid of anxious feelings. And what I find more than not is that we are usually the ones creating our own anxiety out of some unreasonable thing that we've created that really just needs to be talked down. And sometimes we just, you know, need that person to, to kind of back us away from the edge of anxiety. I would agree with that. I would like to think of that as like a stepping off point where someone to talk us off that metaphorical ledge that we're always seeming to be nearing very closely. And I feel that it's very important to have our emotions and our feelings in check because when it comes to anxiety, as you mentioned, it's all self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. And a good quote that a colleague of mine that I was talking on the phone today with, he said, that comparing yourself to others or anxious feelings is a violent poison to oneself. And so it's all in our head. And that goes back to something we said on the previous podcast, where until you own up to yourself and face yourself, you can't face anybody else and you can't own anything. So I believe that's the first step in all of this is self-talk, recognizing in yourself, these are thoughts that are not good and really dig down deep to what you need to work on because it's not necessarily the circumstances, it is how you feel and how you make them out to be. Because again, life is 10% what happens and 90% how we react to it. True. Yeah, I think anxiety, uh, I think it's a uh, thought over uh, outcome of something which will never or may not happen. You know, so we are always thinking about unpredictability and what could be the outcome of that unpredictability. And we are always thinking and creating anxiety from that. And uh, many of the time, and just like we did discuss fear last time, I think anxiety is uh, sometime, uh, is, I would say it's kind of useless phenomena because uh, uh, those things that you're anxious about may not happen at all. Right. What What do you think? I, I know someone who shared with me that they believe that anxiety is adult pouting. That it, we've become so sensitized to anxiety that people now produce anxious behavior to get sympathy from people. To elicit a reaction. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it depends. Um, Has it become a tool? Maybe with everything going on, it's become almost like the boy who cried wolf. How do you know what's recognizable and legitimate and what's not? But who who are you to decide that? You know, 
I, you know, I, when I think of anxiety, I'm going to make a, a movie reference today. The Incredible Hulk. Bruce yeah. Banner. Yeah. And anxiety is like a terrible privilege. It's not until we own that power and can control it that we will be good. It's now controlling us. Just like the same thing. Bruce Banner was never fully in control of the Hulk until he let himself and the Hulk be one instead of letting the Hulk control him. Did he really let it, though? Or was it a product of his uncontrolled anger? Maybe it was, and maybe that's where this all comes, you know? Because he was treating it like there were two separate entities mm -hmm. when it was one. So instead of treating your anxious side as if it's a different part of you, it's the same coin. Yeah. Something that ordinarily you could hide, and in, in, in your current condition, you just can't. So that creates anxiety, too. You know, there, yeah. there's a bunch of stuff that that people ordinarily would be able to, you know, wherever you would normally go, you work that out. But because now you work from home, you sleep at home, you eat at home, everything is happening at home, you can't hide anymore. There's no place for you to go. Everybody in your home is really going to see you now. Yeah. <clears throat> Another thing is, uh, you know, our mind is, uh, is like uh, over uh, stimulated with so much information, more than what we can handle. And that is a very big cause of anxiety because we just cannot handle it. And each thing will cause stress. Uh, along with that, you know, depression is also, you know, anxiety is also a sign of depression. They yes. go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So uh, sometimes, you know, we have to recognize these things too. If somebody is depressed or what could be the cause or stress that they might be going through. So I think the social support system is very important. Mm -hmm. And as far as uh, uh, eliciting a sympathetic response, I think that could be just a learned behavior. You know how uh, you do something and that another person respond, and then you see, oh yeah, that person is responding that way, so let's do it again. Right. So you have to see if it's a learned behavior or uh, somebody is really needing something. That's interesting. I actually did not put that together. That it's just it could just all be an act. It may not really be anxiety. You're just mirroring some. I hate to call it pitiful, but I mean I'm I'm not saying pitiful from the holder's point of view, but more so that I'm I'm soliciting pity, right? Exactly. And 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 this is the face I need to put on so that you feel sorry for me. I didn't think about. But it. maybe. And it's not everybody, but maybe some people don't even want to be anxious or depressed because they're looking for that. They could just be, they can't help it. It could be something that they need help controlling. This is true. Now, but... Look at it like this. So, it's not necessarily, I know personally from experiencing this, sometimes it's not necessarily the actual events that we're anxious about mm -hmm. or situations going on or depressed about, it's the anxiety itself surrounding it. So maybe the actual situations or circumstances we're dealing with, maybe they're not as bad as our mind is making them out to be. And if, especially if we're working on fixing them and doing things to fix them, it's the actual anxiety surrounding them where our brain is trying to say, okay, this person just solved this, let's give something else. It's just always having an excuse to use anxiety where it's not the person necessarily maybe it's the cognitive brain saying okay well there's always anxiety has to still exist in the mind so give something else to worry about isn't that something else though like that person who's constantly looking for the worst case scenario like I get that and I know people like that but 
I don't know if I want to brand that anxiety because I think that you're you're literally swinging from vine to vine. Like if when this becomes okay, you're literally looking for the next disaster. But how do you know though if that's happening on purpose or if you are doing that because it could just be that this person in the last few years have had a few things that they were anxious about and it wasn't that they were swinging from vine to vine, it just so happened. Let's cook it all the way down though. Aren't okay. those really the same thing? Like, whether you're doing it consciously or not, at, at, at its core, it's really the same thing, right? It depends, though, because let's... We have to just remove the blame, right? I'm not blaming your condition yeah. on you. Yeah. But, I mean, it's the same thing like gas in the car, right? If there's no gas in the car, it doesn't matter how many times you crank it. Like, you're feeding that thing inside of you something for it to keep going. Yeah. If there's no gas in there, if somebody says, hey, let's empty the tank, let's take all of that stuff out because you're no different than anybody else, right? We're all going through an individual something and what you really need to know is you're not by yourself, right? I'm here with you. There's other people that are going through things that are equally as bad, maybe worse, maybe not as bad. I don't know everybody's situation, I'm not trying to make anybody small or anything lighter, but I mean, everybody has something to deal with. It's just some yeah. people are always looking for the darkness in the corner in their situation instead of, okay, where's the light? I know plenty of people that are always in bad situations, but they're always smiling. Why? Because they're looking for light, right? And they're attracted to light. There are some people that are equally attracted to the dark side, and they just won't find the good thing unless you find it for them and put it in their face. Yeah, I think anxiety is a response to a stimulus and how you respond to it. You could respond to very small, you know, just being alert or you could be like crying or you could be running away, you know, uh, fight or flight reaction. So it, it all depends on, you know, how are you reacting to that stimulus? Uh, and same way, uh, it's not just how you were reacting or acting, it's how the other person is perceiving too. Mm -hmm. You may be just simply, you know, you were saying something that I'm anxious about, but they're thinking, oh, you're crazy. Right. And you know, it's interesting. I was talking to a hypnotherapist today, um, and he had said, when you are feeling something, and when you're in that fight or flight mode, which is what how it starts, all this adrenaline pumps into your bloodstream. And it's yes. like, if you're not gonna run and you're not gonna fight, it's all there and it's causing this anxiety buildup. And if you you do breathing exercises to get it down. So one technique he actually taught me, they, they train the seals to do this for when they're in situations like that. Imagine you're drawing a box and you breathe in through your nose, five seconds, breathe out through your mouth five seconds until you make a box and you just keep practicing that over and over. That's These so are the teaching of pranayama in Indian uh, culture. You know, there's mm -hmm. the breathing exercises mm -hmm. that can actually uh, change the dynamics of your body inside. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as anxiety goes, you know, like uh, there's this, this Indian scripture called Gita. Uh, Gita was uh, when uh, Krishna was with Arjuna or Pandava and they were fighting Kaurava. Kauravas were the brothers of Pandava. Mm -hmm. So Arjun, he was a warrior and he's standing and he's anxious. He's like crying. He dropped his weapons and said, how can I uh, kill my brother or sister? So the Arjuna came in and said, no, no, no. You know, a little bit of fear, a little bit of anxiety is okay. But the extent, the amount that you're having is, is, is useless. <coughs> it is. 
you know <clears throat> so he said you know really uh, you're not uh, your soul is is uh, you cannot it's immortal it it can never die i get that is the body is which is uh, take birth and and die but your soul is immortal so don't worry yeah so don't worry about it just do your work you know this karma that's where he talked about karma Ah, I, I need to find some reading on that. Sir. It's called Gita. Ah, okay. I, next time I will know. <laughs> because if you spend so much time worrying about something, you're going to miss out on what you need to, you know. It's like if you're always looking to the future, you're always going to be missing on the present. I think about anxiety yeah. like dark, you know. <clears throat> like, what's the biggest thing about the dark? You can't see. You can't see. You cannot go in any direction in the dark you don't know which way is which control right yeah and so like some people are okay with being in the dark and and you know these the breathing exercises meditation mindfulness those are all things that they teach people who have chronic panic attacks and things that are born out of anxious feelings right because what is a panic attack it's the manifestation of anxiety right Yeah. The build up, yeah. It's like it's like a volcano. It's all this lava building up until it just eventually it's going to erupt. Absolutely. And the thing is to to learn where to put this stuff. You know, that's what mindfulness, you know, everything doesn't work for everybody. So you have a a bunch of different little bags that like, you know, try this, try that, try that. If it works for you, great expand upon it keep running with it teach it to somebody else you know we we all have a responsibility to share with our friends and family what works and one thing which works for one person it may not work for other right right yeah and as and also i believe you know the perception is your reality uh, and perception is the cause of everything uh let's say if you are sitting in the dark dark room you don't know what is around you you will be anxious like hell mm-hmm. you know but as soon as someone comes turn the light on you say oh my god i don't know why i was actually anxious and worried about yeah right. you have to it's also about you guys just said it owning your anxiety and channeling it into something positive like a, a great another great example someone to look up to very fi- it's fictional though so take the superhero batman mm-hmm. he was afraid of bats and falling in that cave and losing his parents so in, instead of just being afraid all the time he channeled that fear to become a symbol of it to stop other bad people that were causing fear in their own way so it's about taking what you're anxious about and channeling it into something positive or projecting it into a good way i think with anxiety is is very very common and uh, i think one of the thing we have to remember look for uh, people around you try to be supportive of them to them and see if they need any help because you don't know what is cooking in that pressure cooker uh you know there are a lot of people to end their life because they're anxious about something they haven't talked to other people so you know just be just be supportive even if they're if you even if you feel like they're crazy uh just think to feel simple talk simple uh you know communication can change their life Yeah. So talk about it. You know, just talk about it. Say some friend find the friendly environment and <clears throat> it was great conversation today with Farrell and Preston and uh, we will be coming back next time with uh, a topic of social 
distancing, learning from past quarantine. Sounds awesome. Looking forward to it. And definitely in the meantime, I just want to remind everybody to be as caring and kind as possible. I, I do really believe in check on the people who check on you. If there's someone that calls you to say, hey, how are you doing? Do it back. Be reciprocal. Just remember that. And always try to say hi to someone new each day, especially now more than ever. We're all the same. Just go say hi to someone new. Go make conversation. That might be all it takes to brighten someone's day up. You know, be be the person that starts something. Don't follow lead. All right. We'll see you next time with Gap again. Thank you, guys. <laughs>